Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to... Well, there's no campfire. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Tony. And I'm... Wait, wait a, a second. Minute. Wait a minute. I'm just reading the script, but okay. I guess that wasn't my turn. <laughs> <laughs> what a... What a goofball. All right. Uh, okay, then I'm Peggy. And I'm Tony. <laughs> We're two I RV industry veterans. Who travel part-time in a small trailer. Looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. And we are. We didn't stumble over traveling. that this time. No. <laughs> no. And we, we are, are getting ready to, to travel. travel and yeah. we are going to use our vintage small trailer and... And other things we'll talk about later. Yeah, we have lots and lots and lots of news. But the first thing that is newsworthy is, you know, we have a couple of Facebook groups that we babysit. Yeah. In one of those, there's a guy, Ed Nidekin, and I hope I'm pronouncing your name correctly, Ed. And you know how most of our RVs have that bracket outside the RV to put a TV and nobody ever knows where to get the bracket for the TV to put outside. (laughs) Well, Ed not only found that bracket, but he did not attach it to a TV. What he did was so brilliant. He built a cabinet for his outdoor kitchen setup. So he doesn't have an outdoor kitchen, but he uses the outdoor barbecue and he built sort of a I guess sort of like a shadow box. Okay. And it uh, has yeah. it has hanging hooks for the utensils and a, it has a paper towel bar and he put the bracket from a TV on the back of that cabinet and then he can just hook it right up to the side of his trailer with the TV bracket. Yeah, it's a super use of that bracket and it just comes right off the side when you're done with it and just slides right in when you need it and it has a paper towel holder and all. It's really sick. It's really neat. So, so yeah. I'm going to put Tony to work at that. <laughs> just uh, yeah, it'll fall off. I do have to build some drawers for the vintage trailer. So maybe when I start getting the, all the supplies together for that, I'll add an extra few pieces of wood and build a cabinet. Yeah, too. I think that would be kind of neat. It'd be really fun. Yeah, I, I agree. We could even put that same bracket on the vintage trailer and, and move that cabinet thingamawheezy from one to the next. Well, does the vintage trailer have that outdoor? Oh, you just get no, one you of just the outdoor get the versions. Yeah. Brackets, okay. Easy peasy lemon squeeze. All right. Well, we'll do that then. So today, you know, we've been talking a lot about FMCA. We're very big fans of FMCA. Yes. And every week we've been bringing you a tip from FMCA. And today, instead of just waiting to the end and bringing you one little tip, we brought in an expert on one of FMCA's benefits. So what we're talking about is Ed Thor. And one of the programs that Ed's company administers is FMCA's what they call roadside rescue. Yep. But Ed actually administers these programs for a lot of companies, including companies that specialize in RV towing and roadside assistance that you have heard of and (laughs) even some his company even does some roadside assistance programs for auto manufacturers so he speaks from a very good vantage point about what he knows about and so right after this we will be right back 
with Ed Thor from FMCA's Roadside Rescue. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course. They charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page, and you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. Today, we are so thrilled to be able to talk to Ed Thor, and Ed is with FMCA's Roadside Rescue, and Ed, will you tell us more about that? My title is Manager of RV Services for Safe Ride RV, so let me clarify that a little bit. Safe Ride RV is the RV marketing end of VAS, which the acronym is for Vehicle Administrative Services. Vehicle Administrative Services is now, as of a little over a year and a half ago, a wholly owned subsidiary of Brown and Brown. So we're part of that insurance organization. And I manage the roadside assistance component, roadside and technical assistance for our manufacturer clients, for our dealer clients, for our association clients, anybody that has to deal with the Safe Ride RV product. What we do with Roadside Rescue is Roadside Rescue is the name that FMCA has chosen for their program, their specific program, and I'll talk about that in a moment. That's the name they've chosen. There's a little bit of confusion within the FMCA members themselves because when we first started with this new enhanced program with FMC many years ago, I've been the supplier of FMCA's program for probably the past 15 years, both when we had it when we owned CoachNet. My wife and her brother were the founders of CoachNet. So we owned CoachNet and sold it about 12, I guess now 13 years ago. So we had the FMCA agreement and now we have it again with SafeRide. So when we first brought the program back on, which is now five years ago or so with FMCA, they wanted to name it FMCA Assist. It was at the same time they were bringing in the medical program. Right. Which was also the same name. So a lot of people were getting confused. And some members candidly still are with, is this included in my membership? Right. No, the medical program FMCA Assist is included in your membership. And FMCA Roadside Rescue, that's the name we've changed it to, is an add-on feature that's a different price point, which they can go online to FMCA backslash roadside, and they will find the prices there, be they for motorized or towable. That's the only distinction. The uniqueness about FMCA's program from all the other programs we do in the industry, because we're a true business-to-business provider, Unlike companies like CoachNet and Good Sam, which are both good companies in their own right, we're larger than them because of our contracts with everything else we do in the industry. But they are they go to the general public and to business to business. So they do both sides of the aisle. Okay. We only do business to business. My own kids and my brother who have grand design product can't buy the roadside assistance from me. <laughs> They have to go through one of our partners. So what is unique about FMCA's program is FMCA board 
has decided they want their program to cover every vehicle that every member has, regardless of the age of the vehicle. That's very unique. Yes. Now, FDA has lots of different things that they can do and different programs, but one of the things that FMCA wants to do is they want all the programs to be available to all their members. Great. So far, they have not gone to a structured where, for example, the older MCI buses, the old GMC motorhomes, typically vehicles over 15 years old have a high breakdown rate. It would probably surprise you to know that we tow vehicles over 15 years old as much as we tow vehicles under five years old. Wow. So the sweet spot is between five and 15, which is when people kind of get used to their coaches or their towables and they pretty much know how to handle them. Right. At least that's what it looks like statistically. Okay. So this is a program that's an option for FMCA members. How does this differ from, for example, CoachNet or let's say my car insurance company has a towing program or, of course, the one we are all familiar with, AAA? Okay, let's address that for a minute. So when you join the FMCA program, as with all of the programs I do in the RV industry space, all by different names, Mm -hmm. in that arena, the FMCA program and all of those are a sign and drive program. We will tow you to the nearest authorized or qualified service center. And if you're in a towable unit and your towing vehicle breaks down, we're not going to leave your travel trailer or your fifth wheel on the road. We're going to tow both of them. It's a sign and drive program. There are no limits to it. Our most expensive tow every year runs somewhere over $4,800. Wow. I wish they didn't, but they (laughs) did. So it's very important to have that. When you look at, and I always tell people in my seminars that I give at FMCA, if you look at your program that you have, because so many people come to me and say, oh, I already have it with my auto insurance or I have it with my service contract. Well, the truth of the matter is you may have that with those things, but I encourage you to pull out that paperwork and read the really fine print because you probably have a $100 benefit or you can use it once a year or you have a $50 benefit because typically those companies don't want to spend anything We are a licensed motor club. Roadside assistance is not insurance. It's a motor club licensed in like 30 states now. So everything we say and everything we print has to go through the individual licensing boards of those states. So we can't really change anything. We can't change the benefits or we'd have to go back and refile certain states like California. That takes forever to get through the paperwork. (laughs) That's very expensive. So that's why everything has to stay pretty much true to form on those policies. As far as the benefits that we offer, so we offer unlimited towing. We offer 24-7, that's 24-7, 365. We offer the same in technical assistance where we can tech assist. A member can call in 24 hours a day and have us walk them through a problem they're having with their coach. And we'll include that. It's for the person that purchases the coach, the person whose name's on the registration, their spouse, spousal equivalent, significant other, life partner, anything else we want to add to this day and age. I don't want to get in trouble by leaving someone out, so right. I'll stop there. And should they be some of our younger RVers that have children living at home, those children are also covered. So it covers that nucleus of individuals, not only on their RV, but on every vehicle they ever own, rent, or borrow. 
That's awesome. So if you have, let's say, a, a pickup truck, a travel trailer, and a family car, for example, all three of those are covered. Exactly. Anything you ever own, rent, or borrow is covered. So wow. going back to your question, Peggy, you mentioned AAA. So let's talk about AAA. AAA is obviously the elephant in the world for a sure. roadside. AAA across the United States, even though we all get AAA memberships, I have one just to stay on top of them. It's really seven companies throughout the United States that market together. Some of those have already dropped RV coverage. We understand, and I really want to quantify this because I don't want anybody from AAA calling me, but we understand that AAA is considering dropping RV coverage across the board. Oh, their program reads right now. If you have their best program, they will tow you once a year for 200 miles or twice a year for 100 miles. Right. And that small print that I talk about says they do not have to change an inside dual. Oh, I'm not saying the provider that they select that shows up won't do it. I'm not saying that. Right. But contractually, they don't have to do that. So that goes back to why I encourage people to read what they take. If you're talking about a class A diesel pusher, it costs us by the time you make the call, we dispatch the provider. He comes down the highway. You see him going the other way and your heart drops because he didn't stop. <laughs> then he pulls a U-turn and your heart starts beating again, comes up backs his his million-dollar tow truck up in front of your rig and says, howdy. <laughs> that's about $800 to us Just right to now. get there. Yeah, that's before they it even hook up. Thing for you. Something else that you mentioned that I think might be unique to roadside rescue, or at least it's not across the board, is any vehicle that you're with. So if you have problem with your tow, your tow, your truck that's towing an RV, they're not going to leave the RV on the side of the road. And if you have a problem with your class A and they tow the class A, they're not going to leave your towed sitting on the side of the road. Right. We're going to always get you to a safe location. I mean, I tell people again in the seminars that I don't know about where all of our RVers live, but Places that I frequent in an RV, I mean, I wouldn't be comfortable putting my parents overnight out in front of the Cummins yard in the neighborhoods those places located. So we're going to take you to a campground or a safe location. We're going to spot you there. And then when you get the appointment to get it serviced, we'll pick you up. That's all the same tow. It's not a second tow with us. So we'll pick you up and take you to that safe location. Nice. Really, that's a very impressive benefit. Right. The whole benefit, when you consider the cost of RVing and what all of us spend on these vehicles and what all the ancillary services are and what campground fees are now, at the prices they are across the board for roadside assistance, so many people come to me and they go, Ed, this is like a no-brainer. It seems too good to be true because (laughs) it's not because it's based on members. And the more members we get in, the lower the loss ratios. Roadside assistance is built on a system of loss ratios. And for those listeners that aren't familiar with that, we agree to a rate with the organization based on information the organization gives us. Product mix, towable, motorized, age of the unit. So we come together and we agree on a rate for the program. And we take in that revenue and then we pay out the claims. Well, when the claims start to get close to the same amount that we're taking in, guess what? Nobody's making any money to do this. Right. So we have to raise the rates. So they're based upon the exposure that different organizations have. That's why the programs that I have, for example, with our manufacturers, 
it costs the manufacturers much less when the vehicle's brand new because hopefully all the everything's getting better <laughs> with them and the quality and we don't have as many breakdowns. At least we hope. <laughs> we hope. Yeah, I know I'm a, I'm a certified tech myself, which is important to stay on top of everything. And our technical staff are actually working techs, which is good. When we had the CoachNet, when we owned CoachNet, they were techs within the building. And I found that they didn't get out and get to do work that often. And everything's changing so fast in our industry. So we have a different scenario, a different way we use our technical assistance. Yeah, okay. so it's really cool. If you have a, I don't know how my water heater works or these plugs aren't working, that's another benefit. You can just call up and talk to a, a tech and get your answers there. And unfortunately, it's because... The PDI, the pre-delivery inspections were not done right. The walkthroughs, everybody was in a hurry. Mm -hmm. Our new owners are so excited to get it. The dealer, everybody's understaffed these days. Right. Even though some people that are much better that write our newspaper articles say we're at the lowest unemployment in 50 years. I'm not smart enough to figure out why every city I go to has... Every business has a sign in the window (laughs) says I wanted. Yes. I haven't quite figured that out. I'm not that smart, so... But everybody needs employees. We do, too, in this business. It's not a perfect business, roadside assistance. What I tell people in the seminars is if to you, what's happening to your vehicle doesn't sound right, taste right, feel right, or smell right, call back in and ask for a supervisor. Because no matter how hard I try, I can't be where you broke down. Yeah. So if it's not right to you, call back in and demand a supervisor. And important for our program with FMCA and everybody we do, you must call us first. It says that on the contract. You can't call somebody else and then call our dispatch center and try to get us to pay for it. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. They must call us first. So that's one option, of course, is to is to call, dial up on, a, on your smartphone or whatever and get service. But there's also an app, if I'm not mistaken. Right. The app works very well for us. We like the app because... Here's a surprise to our viewers. Sometimes you guys don't know where you are. <laughs> well, my wife always tells me where to go. <laughs> yeah, just drive a tow truck and try to find somebody that uh, says they're on I-10 westbound and they give us a mile marker and then we say, well, we can't find you anywhere near that. Are you sure that was a mile marker? And they go, well, we had breakfast in Houston. We've been driving west for six hours, so... Yeah, I think the mile marker was 182. Oh. I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they may yeah, be in so, a whole. And, and what the app does, the app ties into your cell phone, of course, so it tells us exactly where you are. So That's that makes it great. easier. That's great. That's really great. Yeah, it's a single tap, basically, and, and a call for help, and that's pretty slick. I know that a lot of times people complain about, let's say, AAA, because that's the one everyone knows, that I called AAA and they said they were going to send someone out and their tow truck didn't come for four hours. But isn't it true that it's not necessarily, it's not quote unquote AAA's tow truck. It's someone that they contracted with in that area. Exactly. That's how all road service works. Right. We contract with the largest supplier in the nation that does it. We get about, we do about 13 million incidents a year. Wow. Now, it's not just RVs. Quality is getting better, so not the RVs haven't all broken down that much. But because <laughs> we cover every vehicle you own, rent, or borrow, that right. falls in. So, yeah, we are at the mercy of that. And, I mean, 
When we look at the statistics, I had a teacher in school that used to tell me liars can figure and figures can lie. Huh. That was an important lesson to learn for me. So when we look at our average times, our average response times for everything we do is 45 minutes. But like I tell people again in the seminars, if you decided to go to the infield of Daytona Speedway for the Daytona 500, you've been there for a week, and even your flashlight batteries are dead because you've been partying so much, and at the end of the race, you call and need to jumpstart, when everybody in the world is trying to leave the Daytona Speedway, it's going to take us more than five minutes to 45 minutes to get into the speed. Right. So you have to bear that in mind. Right. What we run into every year in the Southeast and it's constant is people call in the 11th hour of an an oncoming hurricane and say, okay, I'm finally going to leave. I I need a jump start." Well, guess what folks in the 11th hour, you're not the only person (laughs) that needs a jump start. Right. So it's going to take a while. And hopefully whoever that tow truck operator is, he did he or she didn't decide to take their family and get out of the path of the hurricane. Right. And that's another reason that I say sometimes one day at an FMCA rally, somebody came up and says, seems to me you say that if it doesn't taste right, sound right, feel right, smell right, or taste right a lot, you're giving yourself an out. I said, no, sir, because before I said that, I said, if it doesn't sound right, call back in. If you don't get the service in the timely manner when the agent said, call back in. I know it's frustrating, folks, but that's the only way you've got to stay on top of stuff. It's like calling to get an appointment at the doctor's office these days. They're going to call you back. Well, boy, you would die for most of them waiting for them to call you back if you don't recall them. (laughs) They're just so busy. Well, I mean, we know of people who they're out in the middle of nowhere, like let's say traveling a fairly remote highway in Wyoming and they, they place a call, well, I, if it's a very sparsely populated area, chances are there are also fewer tow trucks there. It is. And there are situations where sometimes, depending on what it is, a highway patrolman will come up and say, you got to move this. All you have to do is call back in, even if you're waiting for a tow, even if everything's gone perfect, and even if you're only 15 in, minutes into waiting, call back in. Tell the agent that answers the phone, highway patrol has come up, you have to move. The agent will authorize you to let somebody else tow you. The key thing is all of our calls are digitally recorded and we keep them for 90 days. Okay. So it's important that if our agent tells you to do that, you'll be able to send in your bill and get reimbursed. That's important to know. But only if an agent tells you to do it, not if you do it and then call the agent and say, hey, reimburse me because I did this. Right. The very first thing we're going to do, Peggy, is we're going to go back online and listen to the call recording. Yeah. And if the agent said it, there's no questions asked. Okay, great. And I know it's stressful. People are on the side of the road. These semis are going by at 90 and they just don't think about it. And they jump on the first phone call. Sure. The other thing I'd like to just mention on, before we run out of time here is my definition that I use in the seminars of what is roadside assistance. And I like to use Jackson slides because that's the biggest single problem we have in the industry today. Hmm. If your jacks or your slides will not deploy on your RV, that is not roadside assistance because you can go to a service center, we can find a service center for you. You may not want to, but you can (laughs) physically drive or tow that unit to get it serviced. 
Now let's stay with Jackson's slides. If neither of those items will retract, you can't go anywhere. Right. That's roadside assistance. That's a good distinction. Yep. Yeah, that seems to set well with people in their mind. Okay. Now what does it cost through the FMCA to be a part of your program? I think it's one twenty nine for towables and one fifty nine for motorized, but I might be off. I've got so many programs in my head, guys. That <laughs> that's that good. is that not sounds a, right. That is not a problem at all. There are two prices though. So, what are some of the benefits of the FMCA program that may be a surprise to folks? I think the biggest surprise is the twenty four seven call center. People forget about the call center and being able to have technical assistance twenty four seven. That's really used by a lot of people. That's a great program, too. Is there something that somebody can do to prepare for being ready if if you think, oh, I might break down? Or I understand what you're saying, Tony. I think the biggest thing people can do to prepare that seems to be the biggest frustrating point, you know, most of the RVers carry straps in case an awning comes off and they got to keep it to take it to service or something like that. The simplest thing to do to be prepared is when you get your FMCA roadside rescue card in the mail from us, take a picture of it on your cell phone and put it in your contacts. You have all the information you need right there. That's a good call. And then do we have any funny stories that you've picked up out on the road? We'd love to hear those. Oh, well, um, lots of times people don't believe me that – slides can actually come all the way out and end up in people's front yards. Oh boy. Properly. While you're when actually driving. Are, when people are doing a, a walkthrough with a PDI, you know, it's very typical in this day of hurry up everything. The person doing the walkthrough will touch a button and show you that it went out a foot and then touch the bottom button and show you that it came back in. I always encourage our people. You took a long time making the money to buy this RV, be it new or used, take the extra 45 minutes or an hour out of your year and go through the proper inspection. And if you don't know anything about it and you're buying a used, get a certified RV inspector to go through it for you. I couldn't agree more. I ran the warranty department at our dealership and so much of what happened was people doing things we, we told them not to or... As you said about the PDI, so many people, you know, we would say, well, we it's an hour typically, but it can be more and can be less. We'll take the time you need. Then people go, well, is there like a 15-minute version? I really don't want to. Or they'd bring yeah. their, their kids with them and the kids were bored. And so we, right. we were very specific about, we said, look, bring bring at least two people, record what you want and write notes and if yep. you have a, a a child who's good at another, you know, at paying attention, then bring bring them too. You asked for a funny story before, so I'll tell you. I wish it was funnier than it really sounds. <laughs> but it too often today, especially with our with so many of our new two million plus new RV families out there. So a very typical call these days comes in at ten thirty on a Saturday night with a gentleman so frustrated you just can't believe it and using all types of language and cursing the operator out and says, you know, I've had it. This is the last drop. Nothing works in this. Even my kid's little Game Boy won't charge up anymore. Nothing works. And you'll be on the phone with one of our techs 
and we'll calm them down and we'll start going through the fuses, the 12 volt system and the circuit breakers and we do everything. And he goes, nothing's going on. I'm doing everything you told me. What do you think? I'm stupid. And we go, no, sir, we're not saying that. We just have to try to ascertain what the problem is. You're having a unique problem. And typically this is what I hear. The agent goes, well, sir, I've checked everything inside the coach. We've done a good rundown of every, every physical thing that it could be inside the coach. Let's go out to the power pedestal. And there's silence on the phone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. We go, sir, excuse me. Are you still there? Can you still, are you still in touch with me? And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm not quite familiar with your term power pedestal. What would that be? Sir, that would be where you plugged it in. Silence again. Oh Nobody told gosh. me I had to plug this thing in. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm telling you, Tony, it's laughable, but you frustrating. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my oh. goodness. We run a, a few Facebook groups, and one of them recently, there was uh, somebody who, it was their first night in their new coach, and they hooked it up to power and water. And apparently this, one of our things that we always try to re- recommend to people is get a water pressure regulator. Well, of yeah. course, this campground had enough water pressure to, to make Niagara Falls overflow. And yep. they were saying, well, how do I determine where the pipes have broken in this thing. Yeah. Probably everywhere now. Right. Okay. On the website the for FMCA, the roadside rescue program is $129 a year for towables and $159 for motorized. Yep. yep. It's a great program. And it's one of the reasons that we are we encourage people to be part of the FMCA. We really like that organization. And after having been at your presentation, in my opinion, the FMCA's roadside rescue is the best rv roadside assistance program yeah. out there that's my opinion guys it's been great talking to you thank you Likewise, so much for your thank time you, and i really appreciate your time thank you yes you're welcome guys bye-bye have a bye-bye. great day remember that time we followed our gps and ended up at the top of a cliff overlooking the campground yeah, I had to back the trailer down a mountain road. Remember the time we went on that twisty, windy road and hit our awning on a tree? Yeah, I do. But now those kinds of things aren't going to happen anymore, thanks to RV Trip Wizard. Right. RV Trip Wizard lets you plan your journeys before you go, and then use their app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate that journey. You can set parameters such as how far you want to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops, and even read reviews of the campgrounds and places you want to go to. It all takes into account the size of your RV and more. Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble. If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on stresslesscamping.com where you can also listen to our interview with RV Trip Wizard and learn about the whole RV life suite. Now Now that's Stressless Camping. So do you have a roadside rescue program or a roadside assistance program? If you don't, it's really a good idea to look into, uh, you know, as we always like every week say, join FMCA. Right. Well, it's just a good organization. <laughs> it's a great organization. And that's one of the alternatives for an assistance program that you could join. Well, I will say we used to be like so many people and had the AAA program. Yes. And then I did some looking into in. And 
found the FMCA roadside rescue, which was, you know, one of the reasons to join FMCA is to be able to buy that. It is a separate program if it's not clear. Right. I canceled our AAA because this is so much better and less expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you can't lose. Right. Anyway, this week I bought another gadget. And what? <laughs> well, we are we have lots of stuff to share with you and we will in a minute. But this weekend we are going to a Margaritaville themed vintage trailer rally. I cannot yeah, imagine yeah. more of my <laughs> buttons joys being pushed all at Wait, one time. Marks being checked. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there we go. How many things could make a weekend perfect for Tony? Margaritaville, yep. vintage camping. Yep. Camping. Yep. Me. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Vintage cars. Vintage cars. And, and beer. Well, and beer. But it's titled Margaritaville. You have to drink margaritas, right? Uh, but so we you- have this vintage trailer and we're like, well, how are we going to do this? And something that I don't know if you remember back when we talked to Adam Hoffman, but Peggy and I have been on putting ourselves on a better eating plan yes and one of the things that i have been doing is making smoothies almost every day for lunch yes and thinking of the vintage trailer and and traveling in general because we usually use a vitamix which is a pretty good size blender and it takes up some space and we thought how are we going to make this convenient for travel Right. I I don't want to not do this. And we have a lot of traveling coming up. So I looked into battery powered blenders and I'm like, eh, you know, okay, so I will share a link. I made one, if some of you remember, using my (laughs) electric drill and a ball canning jar and an Oster blender base. Right. Right. Well, a couple of people messaged me and they're like, dude, those jars are going to explode. They're not meant for a crushing Those jars are not made for that. So... That is a little bit scary. We still kind of play with it as a... Yeah, it's a party trick. Yeah, party trick. But now we're a little bit... We don't want to be blending our margaritas with that thing anymore. Yeah. So (laughs) anyway, so I bought this Cuisinart Evolution X cordless rechargeable compact blender in gray or black. 16 ounce. That's the RPB 100. If you're if you're yeah, reading it completely right? off of the website, anyway, <laughs> it's a it's a battery powered blender, and it basically has a cup that attaches to it upside down, and then you put it in this base. The base has the battery and the motor, and it recharges with USB. So I'm like, ooh, I could recharge it with the Jackery, mm-hmm. with the USB ports in the truck all of this stuff so oh we so, can make margaritas in the truck oh no we no absolutely no could. <laughs> that'd be bad though <laughs> anyway it's all fun and games until you're a guest <laughs> of the county overnight so we did kind of have some misgiving no some what's it called apprehension well, there we go we did have a little bit of apprehension about whether this cordless battery operated blender was going to be strong enough to you know when you have a blender you want it to do a couple things one is crush ice especially if you're making margaritas oh but when we make smoothies tony throws in a handful of almonds and, and so the spinach leaves and spinach leaves but those almonds are pretty hard and so you've got to have enough power and in, in the blade to chop up those almonds otherwise you're having a smoothie with almonds in it <laughs> well and i i firmly believe that as much of a challenge as the almonds are spinach might be a bigger challenge i don't know i'm not in the blender nor do i want to be and i don't know because i just let him make the yeah. smoothies every i do day. most of the cooking <laughs> for us by the way because i like to cook 
anyway, so we buy this thing and try it out. And honestly, I'm impressed. It was 80 bucks. And I know there were cheaper ones out there. And this had some mixed reviews on Amazon, which is where we got it for 80 bucks. It had some mixed reviews. And I'm like, well, you know, looking at all the different things, what I liked is the charging via USB. And you can buy extra cups. So things like that. So there were enough things about it that made me give it a try. And by gosh, it works great. Now I have to say one of the things I love about it from a cleanup perspective is that you screw the blade onto the top slash bottom of the cup, the open end of the cup, and then you turn that upside down and put it into the motor. And so when you take the blades off, you can actually get into the cup with a rubber scraper or whatever and clean all the stuff out. With the Vitamix, it's not as easy. I always felt like we were wasting some food leaving it down there in the blades of the Vitamix because yeah. the blades don't come off the bottom of the canister. Yeah, that I completely agree. And it's difficult to clean the blades on the Vitamix other than fill it full of water and run it with a little bit of soap. I mean, that's the way. Right. And but that's, that's the a way. lot of water. And if you're boondocking, yeah. then that's a lot of water. So this was better in that respect. One thing that we noticed, or Tony noticed, is that he still, because as you know, we're packing up the sticks and bricks and I packed all the measuring cups. Yeah. And then he tried to measure some yogurt for <laughs> for our smoothies and there were no measuring cups and there aren't nope. any measurements listed on, or you know, marked out on the side of the blender cup. Right. And so that I think is my biggest downfall. The other thing is it only operates at one speed, full blast. However, that really hasn't been a problem. And, and yeah. like I say, it does a really good job. I was able to do probably 10 to 12 smoothies on a charge, mm-hmm. and then you plug it into a USB port, and like an hour, hour and a half later, yeah. it's all charged up yeah. again. So it's a very, it's a good size for an RV. It works really well, and cleanup's not bad. And so I charging give it, is easy. Yeah, I'd give it two thumbs up. Excellent. Give it three. I'll give you one. All right. I'll throw in two. What the heck? <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> well, so since we've talked so much about your smoothies, maybe you should uh, give us a okay. recipe this week. Sure. Why not? This is what I've been making pretty much every day is I take a cup of just plain old Greek yogurt and I like plain old Greek yogurt, no sugar, none of that stuff. And what do you, what do you always tell me to buy more? We look for yogurt that has more protein than it has sugar. Okay, that's the imp- so that's, that. for us. That's our criteria for choosing a yogurt. Okay, so a cup of that, a half a cup of coconut milk. Then I have <laughs> this is an official measurement: a handful of <laughs> walnut or almonds, almonds. walnuts, a handful of almonds, and as much spinach as you can fit in there. And so, protein powder. Yeah, and a scoop of protein powder. And there's all different ones. There's flavored ones and not flavored ones and blah, blah, blah. Whatever you like. We have been using... We have two or three different kinds from Melaleuca. So we have GC Control, we have Attain Powder, and then we have the actual Elevate Protein. Yeah, so one of those, depending... And there's different flavors of those, so it depends on... So one of the interesting things... No matter what flavor you put in, it's still green from the spinach. Yeah. So your eyes are like, ooh. And so because it's green from the spinach, there was one day I just put vanilla protein powder. And then I bought peppermint extract and I made shamrock, shamrock shakes. Shamrock shakes. And they were good. Because <laughs> when you see green, 
And you taste peppermint, you're not surprised at all. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So that was also a good one. And strawberry is my favorite, but the shamrock shake might be my second favorite. Yeah. So that's the that's the dilly illy o. So I'll I'll put a uh, why not I'll make a recipe card on the website. Okay, that's Tony's shamrock shake substitute. (laughs) There you go. You know, every week Tony gives us a review of his favorite RV of the week. There have been some really good ones. There have been some good ones, but we have so much to talk about in our own trailer world that I think this RV of the week, you're just going to kind of update us on what's going on with ours. What's going on in our RV world? Well, first of all, the vintage trailer, in anticipation of potentially hauling it all the way to New Mexico and going to vintage trailer rallies that we have on the books as it is, Mm -hmm. we went through the entire suspension and wheel system. New brakes, new wheel bearings, new tires, new wheels so that I could put hubcaps on it. I want some baby moons if I can find them. So wheels, tires, brakes, uh, wiring. We did all the wiring so the brakes actually work because, you know, there you go. (laughs) It's always a good thing. They had to keep the truck for the day to make sure that that the wiring worked. worked, The Aristocrats were wired. The seven pin that came on them was different pin settings than what is now oh used. interesting and that's why we had to re- we put a new seven pin and okay rewired the controller and all that so well it's good that they tested it because the last time we had a seven pin replaced they didn't test it and i tried oh, to take the yeah. i tried to take the travel trailer somewhere and the brakes were locked on yeah, yeah, <laughs> they, they wired, wired it the wrong. Pins wrong, and you couldn't <laughs> not have the brakes work. So anyway, the vintage, the aristocrat has new brakes and all of that stuff, so it should go and stop really well. Brand new tires, including a spare. Yeah, so we got actually five tires. We also did some stuff inside. Yeah, we did. So my friend Kathy is such an excellent seamstress, and she covered the cushions for us with some great kind of gingham sort of bright green apple green fabric that I found which we love we cleaned it up Bev came over and helped me sort through and sweep and clean and figure some things out we of course are going to use the new portable toilet the new camp toilet we'll use that in place of the existing toilet and the blender too but we won't use the toilet and the blender together (laughs) they're totally opposite (laughs) those are both going but for different reasons well not really it's all part of the same you know parade as it were we have some new like back to the outside i guess the roof we have some new vent covers and things that we've been so busy here in the house that we've rallied we've rallied together some of our rally mates from this weekend and people are are volunteering to go up on the roof and help us change out those vents while we're (laughs) while we're camping this weekend we bought a new ladder too (laughs) so so. it'll be a little bit of a work trip too (laughs) yeah it'll be kind of fun we'll you know it'll be fun for sure people will be helping us with some upgrades and changes and so we'll make we'll make a video about that because it'll it should be a lot of fun and then we found out our new rv has been built it is waiting yeah, for us yeah. we're still not going to tell you what it is i'm sorry <laughs> we will when when we get there when we get it we then do we'll get show to you. so we will tell you we are going to have an affiliation with the company that made it so that enables us to pick it up from them because we're going to do a video about it when we go there we thought we were going to have to leave sunday we're recording this on may 3rd we thought we were going to have to leave this sunday and head to indiana to pick it up but not yet so there's you know you might have heard of this parts shortage that's going around the world 
And there is yep. uh, there are a couple of parts apparently for our new trailer that haven't arrived yet. So the trailer is built, but it's still waiting for some things. We have no idea what it's waiting for. Parts. But it's waiting for some parts, but it is built. So yes. we're that close. So we're closer. <laughs> so we're going to go there and pick it up. And then from there, we are going to be traveling around. And we have some open events where if you are there, hey, let's let's hang out. Yeah. One of those is the Frog Rally. The Frog is Forest River Owners Group. Correct. And that is August 14th through the 20th. And so we will be there as well. Our friend Mike Sokol in Indiana Indiana at the fairgrounds there. I think it's the FFA fairgrounds. Okay. We will be there. Our friend Mike Sokol will be there. We have some shenanigans planned with batteries and barbecues (laughs) and and beer. And I just. Batteries, beer, and barbecue. Yeah. So uh, we'll tell you more about that and it'll be on our Facebook page and all the other places you find us. So right. and if you are a subscriber to our newsletter, which is free and we only send it once a week, we'll update you there too about where we're going to be. But Frog Rally is, I think, the soonest that we will be at a big public event besides the Margaritaville event this weekend, right. which is in Northern California. That's right. And then we'll be at the FMCA convention, the 106? Sure, why not? kind of lost track anyway it's in lincoln nebraska and that's in august and we will be there and we have submitted our proposal to do some seminars like we did before and so hopefully we'll see you there at the fmca convention if you're there we are also hoping to have a little get together at some point Yep. Potentially with barbecue, beer, and (laughs) shenanigans. So there we go. (laughs) Further on down the line, we have our confirmation for the Albuquerque Balloon Fiesta. Right. So we'll be there too. Yeah. Woohoo. Yeah, so check us out there. Hopefully by then it won't be far from home. We we had assumed we would have sold our house by now. We still haven't. And uh, so we're leaving anyway. So there you go, because, you know, we're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Last week, we, in our question of the week, we asked you to share a story that you never wanted to share with anybody. Which I thought was <laughs> ironic, because it's like, well, if you don't want to share it, why would you uh, post it on social media? But hey. It was something that, that had happened that, you know, maybe hoped no one would ever find out about. And we didn't get a whole lot of answers, but we got some good ones. And luckily, none of them ended up with... Anyone falling in a toilet or calling 911. (laughs) (laughs) Cheryl said they had a little bit of trouble getting out of an RV park they were leaving recently. And that, you know, that happens. And I'm glad that she shared. And and really, she didn't have to reach very deep into her memories because it was just the day before she wrote the story. Remember, we did that RV basic training and somebody had a brand new rig and already had physical damage yep, to it yeah that's unfortunately tail swing on travel trailers well probably on motorhomes too is something not everyone really thinks about right well and they have a fifth wheel and remember that fifth wheel at pomo campground that we watch hit the rock oh, as it went yeah, around the corner yeah so that happens i mean that's really unfortunately Don't a really common story uncommon, no. <laughs> sandy was camping with her family and It was November and it was cold and they woke up at two o'clock in the morning and they had no propane. I wouldn't know anything about what that feels like. We wouldn't know anything about that, would we? (laughs) So they managed to get up and get out of bed and drive eight miles to the nearest propane station 
But when they got back, they realized they had driven out over those, your tires will get punctured, and they couldn't get back in. So they finally did get back in, and about 3 o'clock, they got the propane hooked back up and turned the heat back on. (laughs) But Sandy still likes to fall camp, so that's okay. Carolyn has an interesting story, and it's something I've seen. I remember one time when I was working at the dealership doing the warranties, and there was a customer who came in, and they had just destroyed a cabinet. And I asked how that happened, and he said that his camping partner had just kept pushing the slide button because the slide wasn't coming in until it finally came in, ripping the cabinet off. Mm -mm -mm. It's not that unusual, but Carolyn had upgraded from a Flagstaff 21 to a Rockwood 2516, both outstanding campers, Mm -hmm. and they're putting their main slide out for the first time and didn't notice an upper kitchen cabinet door had popped open and almost pulled the door off the cabinet, but no permanent damage, so Rockwood makes good cabinets. Yeah. That's not horribly uncommon. I'll tell you a story. When I was a wee lad, we went camping in a group. It was the YMCA Indian Guides, and we went with a whole bunch of others and we laid out our tent. This was tent camping, obviously. And somewhere in the middle of the night, whoever was in charge of turning the sprinklers off at that county park (laughs) didn't. Oh boy. Yeah. And we had our tent right on top of one of those big commercial sprinklers. So Mm -hmm. we all went back to our house, a whole bunch of us. I mean, this was, you know, a whole group camp out. We all went back to our house, and I just remember we got donuts, so there's that. <laughs> I remember going camping in a tent one time when I was in high school, and I was on a trip. We were hiking up to the top of Mount Gregonio, and we oh. camped overnight. Myself and one of the other girls shared a tent, and that was fine. And a couple of the guys, I guess because they didn't want to carry tents or something, uh, they didn't take them, so they were just going to sleep outside. Well, up in the mountains, even the mountains of Southern California – Sometimes it snows. Well, it did that night. And so one of the boys came knocking on the tent door, I guess. I guess that's what you call it. Hey, hey, you guys. And he crawled in between us. (laughs) So That guy was not as dumb as we assume. He's like, I'm not, A, I don't have to bring my own tent. B, I'm going to find an excuse to sleep with the girls. Uh, Two girls, yeah. All right, so I saved this one. (laughs) I saved this one for last because I love this story. I don't know if you know about Sisters on the Fly. It's a woman's camping group sisters on the fly now about seven years ago or so my friends beverly and lisa paid for my initial membership to sisters on the fly well beverly also wanted to introduce her mother to sisters on the fly they call it sisters on the try if you're going and you haven't joined yet so she takes her mom and her sister and they go to a sisters on the fly trip and Sisters on the Fly has a thing called badges. It's kind of like the Girl Scout badges that you can earn. Badges. But of course, they're a little more grown up. Well, Mama won her nymph badge that night. What? Nymph badges are earned by running around naked. Oh, dear. <laughs> now, she did decorate herself up with a string of Christmas lights. Oh, <laughs> I want to see that for a whole lot of reasons. <laughs> I know a few people, perhaps Beverly included, that might have earned a nymph badge in their day, but... I would be surprised (laughs) if Bev didn't have a nymph badge. I certainly have, but anyway, that was fun, and thank you all, and I'm glad none of you had to fall in a toilet in order to participate. (laughs) This week... 
We are curious, since we talked about that nifty outdoor setup, do you prefer to cook indoors or do you prefer to cook outdoors? Well, we, we have somebody in one of the Facebook groups in the Rockwood Mini Light group, and they flat covered up their whole kitchen because they don't cook indoors. Right, right. And that, I was surprised. I've heard of the don't poop in the camper, but <laughs> I have not heard of the don't cook in the camper. That was a surprise to me. Yeah. So anyway, are you an indoors cook or an outdoors cook? And do you cook in the camper? And what don't you cook if you do? Wait, what? Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people will cook everything but bacon inside. Actually, that's us. We have Or maybe fish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have that propane griddle. Yeah, that's great. So and that's that, where yeah. we do our bacon. You know where you can answer that? I know where I can answer that. Where? You can answer that. Everyone can answer that question and any other questions at the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. Wow, yeah. that's really cool. It's fun and friendly and free. I love all those F words. That's right. Speaking of free, uh-huh. you know, once a week we send out a newsletter and that's free. That's pretty cool. And it's got links to stories, videos, podcasts, and more that will help you get the most out of your RV experience. Just visit our website and you can sign up the first time you visit, but probably most of you have visited by now. So if you forgot to sign up then, just go to the bottom of pretty much any page on the website and you will find a chance to sign up for the weekly newsletter. We only send it once a week and don't share your information with anybody. That's right. And while you're there, don't forget our deals and discounts for the best deals on the things you'll need on your stressless camping adventure. Oh, and if you've got a great deal for our audience, let us know. We're, we're always looking to help them help you or help you help them or whatever it is. <laughs> help you Something help us like help that. them. Yeah, help. <laughs> and we're in all the social places. So when you're done scrolling around at stresslesscamping.com, go up to the top right. You'll find all those little logos for Facebook and all those Instagram, other places. Twitter, all of the, all, all the places you can be antisocial. But while you're on the website, too, there is a page just for podcasts, and this is episode 149, and that's where the notes will be. Yes, they will. And if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free. It's free to subscribe on any podcast app. That's right. And we save you a seat around our virtual campfire. And please, as a reminder, reviews really, really help other people find this podcast. More listeners means more great guests so if you haven't had a chance to write a review we would really appreciate it if you would take a moment and just go in and write us a review i can't tell you how much that means to us so with that being said we appreciate you putting us in your ears once again this week the numbers of this podcast are growing quite a bit lovely makes us very happy that we're able to serve you it's, it's really an honor and so with that being said happy, happy camping, camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping! Hoop caps on. Hoop caps? Hoop caps. Are you hoop caps? <laughs> um.